Hey everyone, Eliza here from 100% Real Books, and today we are going to be finishing up the remarkable journey of Coyote Sunrise. Hope you enjoy! Hey everyone, okay, so we're going to be finishing up the remarkable journey of Coyote Sunrise, and I am so excited because this book was amazing. There's just so, it's like, there's so many things that happened but it all works together and it all sounds so good. It It's such a good read. I would recommend it to anyone. Um, if you're just tuning in right now, make sure to go check out the other ones because this episode will not make sense if you haven't listened to the past three because I've checked in with this book. I've read the first nine pages in the first episode of this little series here. And uh, make sure to go check those out if you haven't because that's going to explain what's happening. Okay. And so this book by Dan Gemeinhart. Sorry again if I don't know, don't know how to pronounce your name. But uh, I'm going to be reading the last chapter of the book and then sharing my thoughts on it. Um, and just kind of summing up what I think the moral of the story is. And maybe just do a little activity of saying like what I think it would be like in someone else's perspective. So. There are 48 chapters in this book. Um, if you haven't finished yet, uh, stop it right here. Go finish it or don't go finish it right now. Finish it when you can and then come back because I am going to read the last chapter, which is kind of going to spoil it. And I don't want to do that. And if you've already finished, uh, uh, I don't know. Just keep listening. All right. So without further ado, chapter 48. And so here we are now, rambling still, but maybe not, but maybe not roaming, wandering, but also looking. We ain't drifting so much as waiting, like a dandy flower seed, blown free by a breath from the sweetest little girl the world ever saw, floating with the sunshine, but looking for soil, looking to take, take root, looking to flower. That's us. That's me and Rodeo. That's me and my dad. And you know what? Driving towards something is better than driving away from something. Way better. I do cry sometimes, but I don't have to hide it anymore. When I feel sad, when I miss my mom, when I miss my mom or sisters, I can just cry. And my dad puts his arm around my shoulder, and sometimes he cries with me, and it's awful, and I love it. Yeah, maybe I'm a little broken, maybe I'm a little fragile, but I think of Val and Salvador and Lester, and I think it's all right. Maybe we're all a little broken, maybe we're all a little fragile, maybe that's why we need each other so much. Every morning, Rodeo asks me where I want to go. And if I have an opinion on the matter, I tell him. And I know that the next time that the next time I tell him I want to visit Poplin Springs, Washington, and there will be a next time, absolutely, then that's where I will go. I don't take care of my dad anymore. We take care of each other. Back in my room under my bed, there's a box. Inside the box is a treasure. A whole pile of treasures, actually. Sometimes I sit and look through them. Sometimes we sit and look through them together. I started a new I started a new tradition for us too. Most nights before we go to sleep, we tell we each tell a memory, one a day, a memory about our family. It can be a big memory or a small memory, a sad memory or a happy memory. It doesn't matter. Sometimes I write them down and put them in the box. I remember the night before we made it home, how I was afraid that once I got there, my mom and my sisters would feel gone. Well, they are gone, but Lord, they aren't gone at all. Not even close. Not anymore. Not ever again. And then one day we see it, that green highway road sign with the name of a town on it. 
a town we visited years ago and, and liked. Loved even, a small town with nice folks. A town we maybe we've been working our way toward, but pretending we weren't. A river runs through it, always moving, but always there. It's got, it's got a bakery with big round sourdough loaves that are absolute heaven with a smear of butter on them. It's got a middle school with a big soccer field. And over by the laundromat, it's got a taco truck. There's even a drive-in movie place in the summer. It's a fine place, a place that's worth a thought, worth a shot, maybe. And the sign, it's telling us that the town is 10 miles away. The sun is coming sideways through Yager's windows, and she's humming all around us. To be honest, there's still a faint smell of goat in the place, but we're used to it. And even if we weren't, we wouldn't mind, because she was a darn fine goat and traveling companion. Ivan is sitting on the dashboard, eyes half-closed, gazing out at the highway. The sun is thinking of setting, but she just won't. She won't just yet. She's going to light our way right into town. She's going to leave us enough light to get there. And then there'll be the coolness of night. And then we'll wake up to a new day. I look up at the holy hell bell and it's gleaming like St. Peter's gates up there in a sun ray. And I think about standing up and ringing it, but I don't because it ain't that kind of moment. It's just not. It's rich and it's full and it's a certain deep kind of happy, but it's already ringing with its own quiet music. And then my dad says, give me a once upon a time, Ella. And I smile and I rub my eyes and I take a little breath and then a big one. And I'm almost silenced by how much story there is to tell in this world, almost. I stand there looking out at the world we're driving into. None of it had to happen, not one bit. Sunrises and sunsets and ice cream cones never had to exist. Shooting stars and acoustic guitars and holding hands, good books and warm blankets and good night kisses. None of them ever had to be. Mama and Ava and Rose never had to live and breathe. They could have never come to be. Rodeo and me and Yager and Lester and Grandma and Salvador and Val and Ivan could never, could have never come to be. All of it, every little bit, could have never happened. And I could never have seen it. And I had never even know I had it. But it did. And I did. Oh, I did. There is so much happiness in the world. There is so much sadness in the world. There is just so much in the world. Well, I say and squeeze my dad's shoulder. Once upon a time, there was a girl and her dad. The end. That, to me, was a good ending because it was final, like it, it ended, but it was also the beginning of something new. You know, it was the beginning of their new life as, as, a, as a father and a daughter instead of just two people. Um, I think when they went to Popham Springs, back to their, like, what was their home, they, they kind of had some unfinished business that they finished up when they were there, and they were, like, they were kind of lost, but then they had a sense of completion once they found that the box, once they had finally had a happy memory of their mom and the sisters. And I think that um, it was just like, it ended so sadly because obviously it's awful to lose someone, but it also ended happily because they had found like a sense of togetherness after discovering what was like, what happened, like not discovering, but after rediscovering something that had been buried for a long time. And I think that box was kind of like Rodeo's memories, how they he had buried them down deep and then 
once Coyote unearthed them, they were actually able to have a happier life. It's like they were kind of saying goodbye to that part of their life, but not saying goodbye because they were still holding on to Ava and Rose and the mom. Um, so um, I think that book is definitely worth reading if you get the chance because it's so like self-discovering like not 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 to you but to coyote she discovers so much about herself and if you're if you're on a journey or if you're looking for something that you lost i think this book will maybe help you find it maybe show you that there are more important things in life than forgetting that family is always first and if you don't have a family then like you need you should surround yourself with people that make you happy like salvador and val they weren't coyote's family but she loved them and they were they were like her family they weren't related but they were they they were they helped each other they supported each other and that's what true family is so if you are if some if you, you have troubles in your life i think that's a good book just to maybe help you along with your hard journey and just to remind you what's important so i'm going to i'm going to go out on a limb and try something here I'm going to try to think of what it would be like if this book was written in someone else's perspective. Um, if you want to email me, like at uh, um, 100%realpod at gmail.com, uh, address it to me and tell me what you think the book would have been written like in someone else's position. I'm going to choose Rodeo. And if I have time, I might do one more. But I, I'm going to say that if you guys have any more ideas or if you have any else anything else you want to comment on just send a voice message or something like that and I would be happy to listen to it because I'm always very interested in what you guys have to say um or anything else any comments or questions you might have on the book anything like that I'd be happy to answer but let's get into it so I think if it was written in Rodia's perspective he would definitely um he would definitely be more skeptical about picking up the people that they did instead of Coyote because Coyote was very um, accepting of them. And he was a little bit more reproachful on who they were going to pick up and invite into their crew. Um, but I think he would also be very worried for Coyote. And I think he was just so sad because like he actually had memories with the people who he'd lost where coyote was so young she didn't have too many I and mean, of course it's awful but he had been with them for so much longer and i think that's why he was so hesitant to go back to poplin springs because he didn't he didn't want to remember them. he wanted to but he didn't want the sadness to be brought back up when going to visit there and i think I, I, um, I, which is understandable because I, I, I think that it's awful, but I think you need to like let something go. And I think he, if it was written from Rodeo's perspective, which I think it would be very different, but at the same time, I think he and Coyote are more, more similar than he realizes. Like, I think he thinks that it's awful to, to lose someone and it is. And Coyote is, she, it was awful for her too, but they're both wanting to forget, but also wanting to remember. And I think they connect on that deeper level. 
which is nice. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to do one more person. Well, cat. We're going to do it through Ivan's perspective now. Ivan was obviously just picked up by Coyote in the very first chapter. Um, he was picked up from a little box on the side of the road after Coyote had bought a little boy a slushy, and he had to be hidden from Rodeo. Now, I think it would be very interesting to see how Ivan... I've always wondered what it would be like through an animal's eyes, what animals think. And I think it would be so interesting to see what it would be like because, like, he had his own journey before Coyote picked him up, like, even though he was a little kitten. I think it would have been cool to see how how he he adjusted to the new environment of the bus and things like that. And I don't, I don't know. So the remarkable journey of Coyote Sunrise is truly that it was a remarkable journey to read. And I think she, Coyote had grown so much as a person. <laughs> you might think it's silly of me to say this, but I think reading a book, you get to really relate to the character, especially if it's as well written as this one. Um, and I think this one was just like that because you could, you were so empathetic and sympathetic for her that it was just, it's like you were almost in the book. Like it was really good. And so I would definitely recommend that one to anyone. If you haven't been following along, you've just been listening. Um, this is obviously a little not making sense to you, but I would definitely recommend reading it if you haven't. And yeah, um, the book we're going to read next month I am going to say what it is. I, I don't. I kind of wanted to. Support, no, I'm going to say it. It's a. We're going to be reading the one and only Ivan, which is Ivan the cat's namesake in this book. I think that's going to be. That's what I'm going to do. Is that if there was a book mentioned in the book, then we're going to read that next time, just to kind of keep it an ongoing cycle. So we're going to read the one and only Ivan next. That's a really good one. Um. So just a heads up. So if you want to like pick that up or check it out from the library, something like that. So you can read it along with me. That would be great. If you just want to listen to it, that's fine too. But I would strongly recommend the, the one and only Ivan as well. And make sure to go check out our Instagram uh, at 100% real underscore pod. Email me with any questions or comments and or book recommendations. I'd love to hear those, anything you want me to read, maybe in December or any future months. And hope you guys enjoyed. Bye.